Welcome. This is Blind Shovel, an arts and music podcast. For this one, I spoke in person with Matt Locke. We're both based out of New Jersey, and I have a fondness for his very strange and apocalyptic pencil drawings. Hope you enjoy. It's like people like take the original whatever, like the game like foundation and they build their own maps and stuff, you know. So it's like different wads is what they're called. But they're really just yeah. It's really just like Doom maps and Doom episodes that people like make themselves or whatever. How often I've been like addicted to doing that since like COVID, like once a day. But it's Doom, like, on the computer. It's not, like, whatever the new shit. I don't know. It's, like, pretty primitive. But I'll play for, like, an hour, 45 minutes. So you play mostly older video games? Oh, I just played Doom. You just played Doom? <laughs> yes. It's like, And I like listening to, like, you know, music while I'm playing. So, like, I have the music off. So I'll, like, listen to, you know, whatever, like, aggressive music as I'm playing Doom. It's like a habit. Okay, so where do you live? I live in West Orange now. West at, uh, Orange, New Jersey. Yeah, off of Main Ave. But you're not from New Jersey? No, I'm from Massachusetts. And you went to school or no? Yeah, that's yeah. I went to, to Montclair. Oh, really? Yeah. How was that? It was expensive. It was okay. I mean, it could have been, could have been worse. I guess at the time I went, it was expensive, but it's worse now. So, so what did you study there? Dietetics, which is like how do plant diets for people. What? Dietetics. It's like a sub, it's like a branch of nutrition, basically. Whoa. I know you're thinking I said Dianetics. It's yeah, the University very... of Scientology, dude. Hubbard. So University. you studied how to what's your diet like? Mm, I mean, now that I live with my girlfriend, it's like she makes food a lot, so it's not as great as it used to be, but like I used to eat sardines with like arugula and a tomato and maybe like a avocado. Mediterranean diet. Yeah, Is that right? kind Is that of. Right? So you studied granola, that. yeah. And in that time, you were drawing these weird boy drawings? Yeah, I guess. What That's you, how I would define it. Your art is like drawings. the height of boy drawings. It's masterful boy drawing. I, I kind of know. I like the time you said like teenage boy, you know, it's like teenage boy art or whatever. And that's really what it is. I think it's founded on like, like I can just start drawing without looking at anything, obviously. But like a lot of what it goes back to is like, Probably action figures, especially the packaging on action figures. G.I. Joe, I was really into that. Um, yeah, it's suburban boy influences. Yeah. That's, I have the same yeah. thing. Um, but something about yours evokes more of someone almost bored in high school hmm. drawing obsessively yeah. in a notebook. You know what I mean? I mean, I do that still. Like, I'll just, you know, whenever I have a meeting for work, for example, like everybody knows I'm just going to doodle the whole time. I don't really. So at work, they know your. <laughs> they don't they know. They know your true identity. No, they don't. They don't. But they just know I like to draw. Like, but whenever I have a break, you know, on my lunch break, I go out to my car and just draw in my car and listen <laughs> to music. Or if it's yeah, nice, I'll sit a... outside. But I sit far away because I don't want people coming up like, what are you drawing? Like. Try to avoid that just because I don't want to have to explain myself or I don't want to have to like 
make an excuse for something that they think is distasteful, which, you know, a lot of my art, I guess, could be crude or interpreted creepy. as crude, creepy, maybe a little perverted, although it's not all the time, but. And you, do you think you could draw something that isn't well, like yeah. that? Like, like could I'm you draw things for my girlfriend for really? like her birthday. I won't draw a picture of her because, I mean, that never worked out. <laughs> but like I'll draw, you know, I made like this painting for her once, like a unicorn and like a cat and they're in this garden. Or I'll draw her things like for a card or whatever and they're not creepy, but. So you have the skill set to be not creepy. I guess so, yeah. I'm just saying that because. It's hard for me to make beautiful things sometimes. Beautiful oh, yeah. things, there's much less line work. Hmm. But the creepy, oozy, drippy yeah. world, you can just get in there and kind of edge it. I think it's also like part of that is, you know, I mean, I'm not a very, I, w- I would say I'm a nice person like to strangers, but I'm not a positive person. So a lot of that creepiness is just like, Probably a lot of it is my mental sort of outlook on everything. It like comes across in that kind of art, you know? In what sense are you? Like my art usually expresses some kind of like, you know, broken apocalyptic sort of place or violent. It's usually pretty violent or, I mean, not everything like that risograph, the mega press scene, for example, is pretty like serene. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have too many like, you know, it's a little violent here and there, but in a more like silly way. There's not like blood and guts and stuff. And um, that's always been your worldview. Well, just kind of ever uh, since I was like, ever since I hit puberty, I've been once you got a boner, pretty negative person. Getting I mean, a boner, it's like yeah, it's like eating the apple in mm-hmm. the Garden of Eden. Puberty is like that. Yeah. I think it had, I think at the time, I just have to. Are we recording? Yeah, dude. Okay. <laughs> you don't start with music like, no, this is. no, okay. no, no. Yeah, I know. It's all post editing. We'll have to edit that out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, boner, well, certainly, because you start viewing the world in this different way where, you know, you want to spread your seed around, I guess, where that's the feeling, you know, or you want to just, I guess, make love to somebody, to put it politely, (laughs) which you didn't have that feeling before. You just had like your parents, you know, your relatives. And I guess, you know, the the outside world was more of of a place where everyone was kind of, you know, you're innocent. So people just seemed like they were good at heart or something besides, you know, famously bad people or whatever that you learned about. But yeah, you're innocent in a certain way. Yeah, You're definitely not innocent. But, no, no, no. But this is a whole ne- another level I know. of potential corruption. Yeah. The ability to have sex mm. or or jizz, mm. you know. Were you a 4chan uh No, because I'm too old because I'm, I'm from, you know, 1984, so I'm 38. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like I, like, I got online maybe the very end of the 90s and, um, you know, Napster, LimeWire, like that's where I would – Focus most of my attention trying to download music or read about music or, which I still do. I waste like so much time on the internet. You make music, right? No, I don't. I've come to realize like my way of making music, for one thing, it's like it consumes too much time, energy, you know, money. It's like if I was really going to do it again, I got to really believe in what I'm doing. And if it's just like an obsessive little manic, like I want to make something like usually it doesn't. 
I either don't follow through all the way or I make something and I think maybe it's really good, but like it's only in that moment of being like swept away in what I'm doing. And then like to other people, you know, they don't quite hear what I'm hearing or they don't understand it. So I think if I was going to make music again, I'd have to be with, with somebody else. Like I used to be like with my friend or my friends, like where there's other personalities, there's other skill levels, you know, it's not just me. Cause but you gave me a cassette once. That was yeah, that was music. like my last thing that I did. And what kind of music was it? I mean, it was basically like, I guess you could say indie, punk, pop, noisy stuff. I mean, that undersells it because it was kind of bizarre. Um, the truth is at the time I was, you know, doing a lot of like dissociatives and stuff. Mm. So my brain was kind of like in this other or at least I was interpreting music like in this exciting way that felt new. And I wanted to make something similar. And, and a lot of it was just me getting back into rock music. Because before that, I had listened to so much electronic music for like years. And um, it was kind of like, wow, you know, this is cool. Like I'm listening to things that I hadn't heard in a long time. And, you know, kind of putting my own spin on, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, the Kratom with the tinfoil. <laughs> I still, well, yeah, I still have that. But. Yeah, what's up with Kratom? Kratom? You're, you're I've only heard it. I've, <laughs> I've probably been on that for like seven years. I don't You've know. You've been on it? You're the yeah. one who told me it's pronounced Kratom, right? No, no. I always thought it was Kratom, but my oh. friend says Kratom. <laughs> okay. But it's very, it's not very like. What's the deal with it? It's just like good for doing shit you don't want to do. Like it's good for doing <laughs> homework, like when I was in school, or it's good for doing. It's not. There's not like a head element really, and the body element is like you'd have to take a lot of it. Like if you want to feel some kind of body buzz where you're like falling asleep, and I hate that feeling. That's why I never really dabbled too much, you know, with yeah. the opiate class because a it's dangerous. Now it's like super fucking dangerous. But even it ain't at the like time, it used to be. Yeah, even at the time with like poppy CT and stuff like, like it felt kind of great for like five minutes, and then it was just like this feeling of, I want to do something, but I'm I'm falling asleep. Like it was just kind of annoying to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna assume you don't make art when you're on drugs. Um, no, I do and I don't. So it's a mix. It's okay, like, okay. and that's a for counting, you know, alcohol and coffee and all these other things. I mm -hmm. mean, you know. I mean, like the the real class. But yeah, tri like tripping or whatever, never have. I've had fun drawing, but it's not useful, you know. Because it's not good. It's not good because it's just either. I mean, it's more of, of an experience, but it doesn't produce anything that I'm ever going to use. Like maybe an idea, but sure. never actual drawing. Like forget it. You know? So as a child, were you drawing? Yeah, so I've pretty much have been drawing since I can remember, since maybe five or something um i still have a lot of those drawings and obviously it's like regular crappy little kid like stick things but then it, slowly over time like i was copying like those dover coloring books you remember those those are good yeah the po pokey the little puppy well no the dover oh sorry ones, no that's golden go oh yeah well i mean those <laughs> those factor in somewhere honestly i was thinking dover's, that a dover's couple months ago but dover's yeah. like the historical like there's the knights there's the pirate one yeah, there's yeah, yeah. you know so i would be copying a lot of those and then copying action figure packs like so is your style evident when you're very young is it like or is it boner induced it's <laughs> um, a boner induced i mean stuff? it might be because honestly there's a lot of old drawings i have that Especially like probably around the time I was in um, 
what would you say, like fifth grade, I guess, when I was still homeschooled. Like there's a lot of drawings from that time that are influenced by alien toys, which my parents never sure, let me sure. buy. Same. I wasn't allowed to. Predator toys or alien toys? Predator too. Yeah. yeah. I, my parents didn't let me get those, but those I had good like. parents. <laughs> but I had That's the little. parents should do. I had the little Kenner like booklet, you know, and I would like flip through that and just copy all the different aliens and different things. And you said you were homeschooled. Yeah. From like second no sorry third grade to sixth grade or to the end of fifth grade to be precise huh yeah my parents took me out of christian school and then they made me go to their christian homeschool well i guess sick yeah but you know and i wouldn't give it up for anything because i got out of work i mean i got out of school at like 12 o'clock you know (laughs) so it was just a lot of time to play and like that's what me and my sister did we would play make up these stories that, you know, or make up our own like kind of fantasy versions of Star Wars or Power Rangers or whatever we were into. And yeah, it's funny you mentioned the Christian thing because I mean, I like that in Christianity, the world has fallen because it, you don't have utopic urges because it's already fallen. True. Like you want to live the a good life, but you also know it's not going to be that good. Mm. And that's a very valuable thing as opposed to thinking, oh, life could be perfect if we could just get rid of this yeah. group of people, this way of thinking. Mm. That's far more corrosive in my opinion. But Christianity ends up there because it just ends up this assumption that like, you know, you're going to go to heaven and then that's what, there is no black or deaths or decay or, uh, you know, smells that you don't like or uh gross looking things it's all like bright like white light and love and it's boring you know it's like there's no it's like that's what people think life should be like there should be no deaths everything should just be like you know comfortable all the time everything should just be like clean and pure and you know it's like it, it it ends up in the same sort of places like let's turn the world into a communist utopia or whatever you know well, the difference is one is here, the other is there. I know, there. the other is just near imagination. Well, they're both near imagination, but the heaven thing is like more abstract, I guess. It's abstract. What role does uh, being raised Christian play in the art, you think? Um. Well, the anxiety. Like a lot of my characters are anxious looking or they're like sweating or whatever. <laughs> and that's like part of it is because it's a very anxiety inducing belief system, at least the way I was... Raised was like, you know, the rapture is going to come any day. Like, you oh, know? you had that brand. Yeah. And okay. I would like pray, like, please don't let it come yet because I want to, like, you know, go out with this girl or whatever, you of know? Of course, you got to get it in. Yeah. Yeah. I went to bed <laughs> thinking about hell. Well, uh, at least for too. an hour every day. I'm going to assume you're a Catholic or no? Yeah. 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 But I was fortunate to have like a very moderate, uh, like, I didn't, none of that rapture or... Yeah. It's almost like a social way of being. Mm-hmm. And I think it allowed me to... Because I'm more and more Christian mm-hmm. now. But, like, I know people who went through what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. More extreme. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's hard to ever come back, it seems. Well, I don't... I, I mean, now we could go on a big debate, which we probably best avoid. But sure. the way I look at it is kind of like... There's no way to say, like... Even though people will do it, like my dad will do it all the time. Like, I know that I know that I know that I know that I know that, like, you know, Yahweh is the way that I, you know, I'm taught, you know, that he is or my version Mm -hmm. of this is the only way that, you know, it can be. And, like, everyone else is wrong. Um, That's why I don't like it. Or, But that goes for, like, any religion once it becomes 
um, more than I guess a small cult or whatever. Not that I like cults either, but you know, cults are aesthetically more interesting usually. Yeah. Well, religion is the mainstream. I mean, most people are vaguely yeah. religious, like in America anyway. I mean, from my experience, even the esoteric traditions look more interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to resist the temptation of going, it's kind of lame to delve into that too much, the esoteric mm. symbols and then just like putting them in imagery mm. in a way where you don't understand them, but it looks cool and edgy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Like I'm the stuff I'm drawing right now is like overtly Christian, but mm. very weird. Mm -hmm. um, but using the symbols of like a cross. Yeah. Like nothing cool. It's not upside down. It's not, you know, it just is the thing. It could be cool. I mean, but yeah, it's the context. Like Black Sabbath made that kind of cool, in my opinion. Like just a regular cross. It's not, you know, doesn't have like snakes and stuff wrapped around it. It's not upside down. Like you said, it's just kind of a traditional looking cross. And it's, it has a very like gothic sort of timeless, mm -hmm. uh, like somber feeling about it that I think can be cool. But yeah, putting it in your art is like either people assume you're mocking it or you're supporting it. And either way, they're not looking at the whole piece. You know, they're like thinking about the cross and... Yeah. Yeah, it's loaded. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time you've been to church? Um, It's a good question. Probably like not counting like, you know, any any kind of funeral or anything. Yeah, probably, you can't count those. Yeah, probably like, um, shit, I don't know, like 2003 or something. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's tough. The aesthetics of American churches, it's just not... It's not appealing. Yeah. It's kind of like an issue, you know? The aesthetics of modern Christianity are not very interesting. No, and the music is probably the worst music being created on the planet at this time. Well, it depends how you how conveniently do you define the, the category, right? Because, like, there's a ton of rap that is Christian. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm talking about, like, yeah, when yeah. you turn on that radio and you hear K-Love or whatever, yeah, that, yeah. that shit is vile. Uh -huh. Like, it just sounds like the most soulless yeah, the thing that there yeah. is. Like, you know, ten times worse than Katy Perry or something, mm -hmm. you know? Like, reggae is obviously deeply Christian. That is true. Um, but... It's a funny idea, like, I have another friend who's, I don't even know if he would call himself Christian, but we'll call him Abrahamic. Okay. And it's like, what does it mean to be a Christian musician or Christian artist? Yeah. When you make it your central identity, when you make anything like that your central identity, whether it's political or mm -hmm. religious, you just become super boring. I agree. Maybe I because you be, you're at the service of the idea. Yeah. It's using you. Exactly. In a weird yeah, way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think it's just part of your identity. You're just reinforcing it to people that agree with you. It's like any music like sucks like that. It's like if you go, you know, looking for whatever niche thing, like Black Death's War Metal, you know, where they all yeah, the yeah. imagery is like goats and gas masks and, oh, and yeah, shit like that. Masks. Like none of those bands are making anything interesting, but they make the music for the scene. So the scene buys it and it's just like a cycle of their little niche thing. And it's kind of... You know, I mean, politics, making music all about politics is another thing I tend not to like because when anything is so heavily uh, self-referential in a way, that's like, I don't know, I'm kind of getting off topic. Well, it's just telling, it's it's telling you what to believe. Yeah. Nobody, it's talking to you like you should think a certain way. There's and, good uh, Christian music like from a long time ago. I mean, there's plenty of like heavy metal things that have Christian elements like Trouble, the do metal band or... You know, there's there's a lot of like Christianity in, you know, alternative rock metal things where but yeah, like the overtly Christian stuff where you're especially the the stuff nowadays where they just sing like 
you know, he is the best it's, and he it's and never like talks it's about rough. God or Jesus. Yeah. It's just like the most lame <laughs> shit you can possibly imagine. Anyway. So what are your primary, like, what's your primary identity? Well, Dra- I wouldn't drawer? say I'm an atheist. If oh, you're, oh, I'm saying in general, but all right, general? you're not an atheist. What are you? I mean, I just think nobody could really know. So I don't know. I just think it's like nobody can know the particularities of this stuff. It's like, you know, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but it doesn't mean because yeah, yeah. you can't answer like why we're here. You know, That's the like true horror of uh, the mystery, the great mysteries. Like you don't know if a demiurge made this entire yeah. reality and you just go into a one foot prison forever when you die. You don't really know. I you mean, don't nobody know, yeah. knows for sure. Like, so but you should stay open to that more than some materialist view that it just ends. Like it's highly, it's more probable. Mm. I think that it, it, and it's not a good thing per se, that this thing continues on infinitely mm. in some very weird. I would, way. I would think that's it's it's more probable, yeah, than just dying, going in the ground, and the worms eat you. I mean, that's so materialistic, and obviously, there's something beyond, in my opinion, and not so much based on anecdotal experience, but there's something more than simply like this meat and bone, you know, thing. But I don't, I just think it's hard to say, like even souls. Like I had this conversation at work, not to talk too much about work, but where you work. Uh, at a mun- I work for like a, lo- a local municipality. A local municipality. Yeah. So this is a conversation so doing, at the local municipality. Yeah. So I'm doing like, you know, some kind of government job basically. <laughs> but anyway, the point being like I mentioned something about, you know, like souls or the assumption of souls and like pretty much all my coworkers turned on me in like one instant. Like, how can you not think there's a soul? And it's just like, oh, you're not into the soul. I'm just saying, like, it's an assumed thing. Like, humans have souls, and it's like this little like carrying case of everything that we experience, or it's this animating force that carries our energy or whatever. And it's like that's a cool idea. It's just not like how does that come about, or who can say for sure? Like, my friend said a funny thing. He said I've he used to do like a lot of drugs mm-hmm. in Hawaii. Uh, he would just find mushrooms on the beach. Yes. Uh, he's from Hawaii. And he said, I came to believe in souls by watching people do enough drugs that I thought they got rid of their soul. Hmm. And I certainly have met drug people. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you might even be able to say people with uh, like, I don't know, uh, Alzheimer's or something. But mm-hmm. we're like the absence of the thing seems pretty evident. Yeah. And when it's – I've also met people who just – exude no and maybe it's just interesting people but Mm -hmm. i've also met what i think are soulful people and i don't think that's just a semantic twist like Mm. uh i think there's degrees of souls which is an uncomfortable reality Mm. you know what i'm saying a spectrum of souls not like this animal has it and then this one doesn't well that that actually opens up the whole thing because like that if you know if we have souls or whatever because we're animated and we're we're living and experience this five sense you know perception of the world or whatever um animals would fall into the same category i mean you know so wouldn't animals also have souls and of course it's funny because a lot of people don't think they they think it's like humans have these you know, these souls and it's like this special thing, but it's either like a universal thing or it's not like anything. Like it just, you know, just another concept from the human experience, but it's either one way or the other to me. I don't understand how humans could have souls, but like, 
you know, a moose or a killer whale or a lion or even other stupid ass animals like a platypus or something doesn't well, have they don't. the same animating. You don't think so? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, who, no, nobody can say, but. No, no, no. So, I'm assuming you don't draw from an emotional place. Like you don't, you're not channeling emotion into the drawing. Unless anxiety um, is counted as a. I guess. I think at this point in my life and maybe the past like 10 years, I, yeah, maybe the past like eight years. I don't know. I just, I can draw without, it's just relaxing for me. I can draw without thinking about drawing too much unless it's like the comic book, you know, that I made. <laughs> then I got to yeah, think about yeah, it the yeah. whole time. But most of the time I can draw without thinking about it. And, and I do it like, um, in a scheduled manner. So I always draw like around the same times and so on. So it's like part of my routine. It's not really something where I feel a lot of emotional, um, you know, well, a lot of emotion like welling up inside me. And I have this impulsive urge to kind of create something visually like as a result, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, that's what I would assume by seeing the work. Hmm. It feels like a consistent viewpoint unshaken by emotional interpretation of reality <laughs> and it's a I, I think so i mean sometimes i'll i'll look at my drawings and like kind of imagine somebody trying to analyze all of them and that includes somebody analyzing all these like problematic things like you know and obviously i just make what i make but sometimes i'll think you know what do other people see how do they there's interpret? so many problems within them that i don't see problematic things ever <laughs> i couldn't i can't imagine someone picking it out and being like well yeah well that's that right there yeah i know it's a hellscape Kind of, yeah. I mean, some of some of it is nice. I mean, I feel like after I went to California, when was that, 2018 or something? Like the plants and everything were like really inspiring and like the landscapes. And that to me feels very like neutral. But I mean, the plants do get a bit demonic and whatnot. Like, you know. Everything is lines. suspicious. Yeah. The plants included. The walls. Yeah. Particularly suspicious. Uh the composition I always find very interesting in mm. its, um, I don't know if naive is the right word. I think it is. Cause like I can't draw straight very well. Like even with the help of a ruler, it just becomes frustrating. Like can't I know draw, it sounds can't stupid, draw straight. but I can't. You know, it doesn't look like a thing that's planned in the in the large scale. No, it isn't it's at all. No. one by one kind of picked yeah. through. Yeah, like sometimes, so for to go back to your question of drawing on drugs or whatever, like a lot of times I'll start drawings, you know, just during the day or whenever, you know, or at, late at night maybe, you know. But um, sometimes, you know, and I, and I don't do, I mean, I basically just partake of cannabis, you know. Mm. That's the only like strong drug, well, besides, you know, the toxic drink that we're having now but but alcohol doesn't make for really good drawing it's more like no. for writing no. or something like i love to write sometimes if i'm drunk and i'm just on a roll even if nobody reads it, it's just for myself but like it can be satisfying to write um but yeah sometimes i'll just expand a drawing you know in a in a elevated state of mind and just see like oh this opens up here like and I also find it's very helpful for mistakes because I used to just throw out all my shit that had yeah. any mistake on it. And like then I got to saving all my mistakes and, and tracing them over carefully. And then like the last eight years or so, like if there's a mistake, like I'll usually incorporate it into the larger piece if it works, if it feels right. 
And sometimes like the mistake will change the whole narrative that I was originally going for, you know, the visual mm -hmm. narrative. And like, you know, I'm just kind of allowing that to happen as opposed to being this strict, like, no, it has to look exactly like it does, you know, in my mind or whatever. And anything else is, is like not worth seeing. Yeah, there is a weird preciousness. Mm. And by that, I mean like, yeah, not discarding things, but the way that a teenager or a child with limited paper would like cut that thing out, mm -hmm. put that there and try to get the most out of what they yeah. have. Uh, I find that very interesting. And this is a very doomish perspective. At times, <laughs> huh? Yeah. So doom, I can see how video games influence the compositions. Yeah. But do you think there's an author who writes in this world? Hmm, you mean like somebody, like it's an, it's somebody's perception or somebody's... Like whatever world this is that you draw within, mm -hmm. is there an author that you think exists in there too? Like this weird sci-fi apocalyptic... Sure, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of dependent on the piece. Like some pieces speak for themselves and others. I Like the titles have become a lot more important to me over time. Like they used to be so random and stuff, but... They become a lot more important because sometimes they tell you, like, what's going on. Like, my girlfriend will look at some drawings sometimes and she won't even understand, like, what it's supposed to be or, like, what it is. And, like, but sometimes if the, the title will, like, explain it. And it not all the time. Sometimes I, I like, try not to do that. But other yeah. times it just fits, you know. Does she like the drawings? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say a lot of times she finds them, she likes the colors and like, I guess the combinations of colors that I use and she likes the plants. Like she'll always say, add more flowers. And sometimes I listen, you know, sometimes it's not, it doesn't work, but, but yeah, I mean, I guess she likes them for what they are. She would probably prefer if I drew more like that guy with this artist she likes that draws those big, like big headed, like baby doll it's they're they're painted it's like mark um Ryden. yeah yeah she likes his art i don't, don't really don't care. do that i don't <laughs> don't do that i wouldn't do that i went through all that in high school oh, like, yeah i'm gonna draw anime style or i'm gonna draw you know this style or whatever and like then i just said you know fuck it i'm just drawing and whatever style that is is what it is you know it's so consistent the style I think that's the surrendering to it, kind of, yeah. you know? What do you, in terms of growth, do you concern yourself with that? Well, like my career or whatever? No, no, like... Growth is a How do you know when you're growth? getting... No, nah, no, nah, not that. <laughs> no, how do you know when you're getting better? Oh. And, I, like, if the metric is so personal, mm -hmm. you know, um, sometimes it's hard to know... Oh, like this is a really successful drawing and this is a failure and this is where I should be going more. Mm. Do you feel that way? Or are you just trying to I, draw I find your it, way? I'm just trying to draw. Free life. Just get through until it. Until I die, basically. Or until I don't feel the need to draw anymore. Because it's really a need. It's like, it's not something that I, I do look forward to it, but it never used to be so relaxing. And it used to be more like, I just need to draw something and yeah, back in the day, like when I first started posting online on LiveJournal and MySpace and like Flickr and all that stuff that nobody cares about posting art on now. Yeah. Um, I was so like attuned to like, oh, people really like this and like, I got to yeah. make more like this. And 
you know, and it just drove me a little nuts because then I'm drawing for like these people and I don't even know them in real life or anything. And even if I did, it's like, why am I making stuff that all looks like this one or two drawings that people really like? Over time, I've just come to look at it like people really like the colors when there's a lot of colors, it seems. And, you know, all that matters on Instagram is like somebody posting it who has a lot of followers. So like, I can't even like, there's some drawing I have that has like a thousand or 2000 likes or something. And it's like only because somebody, you know, liked it or shared it or whatever it is. Like, so I can't really use that as a metric to, I just feel guilty that I don't branch out and make bigger things and make, you know, dabble in all these different mediums. That's what I always feel shitty about. Like, why am I still drawing on a, on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper? (laughs) No, but that's cool too. Like, well, it's not cool if you don't desire it in some sense, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at is growth. There's some implication of ambition. Like, Mm. do you want, it sounds like it, it, it grew into a therapy Mm. at some point. I would say that's, that's quite accurate. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that presents a resistance to to trying a anxiety inducing experiment or mm. something. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I I have I have tried things. It's just my thing is I'm I'm very practical, so it kind of gets in the way because like with the airbrush, remember I brought an airbrush yeah. and yeah. A, uh, compressor and all that, and like I didn't really use it, and trying to use it was like frustrating because I had to spend my free time that I would have been spending drawing on like fucking around with this loud thing and this stuff. And like, I'm not in my room. I can't listen to music. I'm, you know, it's like, I don't really have the patience to do that. Right. There's an immediacy to what you do in the notebook language. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you can do it at work, which is full time, right? Mm -hmm. And you've worked that mystery job for a long time. Well, yeah. Mystery career, but to a couple of different places. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate to say, I mean, but that's the whole problem of being alive or one of the problems of being alive is like you have to make a living. You have to pay money to keep living in this in this world. And like, I just hate the inconsistency of like other types of jobs where you can't depend on a set schedule. Everything's like someone's bothering you to come in or, you, mm-hmm. or if it's your own business and all that jazz, you have to like, you know, spend your time doing it because someone didn't show up or it's you can't really have that kind of schedule where you have time set aside for drawing, for example, mm-hmm. where people don't get in your way and bother you. And, you know, I assume you don't sketch before. No, I kind of do. It's, it's so weird. Cause like sometimes I do, if I have an idea and yeah. other times, like I am just drawing impulsively, you know, I'm just following the, the continual like idea as it develops, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but I mean like an illustrator would like work through a sketch phase then arrive at the image. I mean, sometimes I do, you but do. it's not, it's a lot of it, that would be a painting. Like that's usually how I do mm-hmm. painting because I can't really paint impulsively because it's, I don't have the correct understanding of like how to use the paintbrush. I mean, the best thing I ever painted was a unicorn painting for really? my girlfriend's really? birthday because yeah. I did it. Like I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and I and I painted like I'm trying to be a painter and not trying to draw a damn wow, wow. paint, you know what I mean? Draw with paint or whatever. And when you work for a client, like I think you did brain dead stuff, right? Well, I mean, that was more like I sent stuff to brain dead and then they used it for something they never really and then sent me like <laughs> some clothes and that was like the end of that. And then like they used something else I never even knew. 
that they sounds, use it. That sounds fair. Yeah. Well, they're kind of, yeah. But I mean, I've had clients like, okay, I did the album cover um, for, well, actually, a front cover and a back cover for this band, Tropical Trash. Okay. Um, they're like a kind of a Dead Sea, like noise rock band or whatever from Dead uh, Sea noise rock. You know Dead Sea? The, the no. Oh, they're like this band from New Zealand. No. That played. You know, they're they've been around for a while, but it's just kind of using the rock band format to make mm-hmm. you know noisy music. But I did their uh, LP, and then they have a another side project band, and I did that more recently. Um, Do you like doing? Commissioned work? Uh, it depends on the person. Like, they were great to work with. They paid me. They were upfront about what they wanted. They were, like, good at giving me feedback. So they were fine. I mean, sometimes I'll work with people who are just like, just make something. And it's like, okay, but, you know, what are you thinking of this being like? And they're, they're just like, dude, everything you do is cool. It just makes sense. It's like, Usually that's you not do helpful. that, and then they go, actually, I think it should be a little more like this. I've never had a job where someone says, just make something, and it's been that... Yeah. That could be on me, though. I don't know. Then again, this goes back to the fact that a lot of this stuff is like underground music things. You know, like... True. Sometimes it's not... They're not really interested in... Especially when if it's like a set tape or something, you know. It's it's not really... They're not going to spend a lot of money on it, I guess is yeah. my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a one-off or whatever, you know. Have but, you ever um, been a part of a scene? I don't believe so. Because I always feel out of place in like any group yeah. of more than like a couple people. It's like, you know, so no, not, not, a, not like willingly or whatever. Yeah. I think you need some will. Yeah. But I mean, somebody might've lumped my art in, you know, with other art or what have you, like. Yeah. Without me knowing, you know, without me being, feeling like I'm part of that scene, you know, like comic books. I never feel like a comic book guy, but I'm always lumped in with a lot of comic book artists, which is fine. But I don't know how that happened or whatever, but. It's the aesthetic and it's yeah. probably the boyish. Oh, yeah. The boyish. Shit, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah, you're totally right. Because I, I think about what percentage of women even like my work <laughs> and it must apply to you as well. Oh, yeah. I can't. I've had women like my work, but they're not like normal know. women. Or no, 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 no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're kind. Of, you you know you can kind of tell that they're into stuff that most women don't like. Yeah, either. they ain't shopping at Oshkosh, but gosh, yeah, you know? or Chico's for that matter. <laughs> yeah, whereas I think most dudes would see it and just be down because it's like it taps into some something mm. that occurs as a young boy. It could just be those influences you mentioned. Uh, the cartoons. And, mm, it's a very know. like Anglo. Well, I guess you could say no, Japan an Anglo? or something. Anglo? Anglo world, like an Western, Anglo. <laughs> Western, like you know, UK, America, Australia. I never you know, thought those of it toys like or those like TV commercials or action figures or whatever. Sure. You know, there's not a lot of muscle though. That's right? true. I used to. Well, once in a while, I'll make muscle muscly guy, but like a lot of times, like they they are kind of muscular in like a way that. You know, in a slender manner. I mean, something that's weird about my art, obviously, is how a lot of people look similar to myself <laughs> or whatever. And, and like, I try not to think about that. And I try just to draw because I don't want to start analyzing my art so much as like, is this supposed to be me? Is this supposed to be like, right. you know, it's, I think I like that lack of um, the psyche middlemanning the work mm-hmm. and what you see now. And you know, like we're talking about with over identification mm-hmm. is like 
that, those are external things and mm. they just get in the way of the probability of a work being interesting or good. <laughs> and uh, usually artists who aren't interesting as people, which those happen, mm-hmm. uh, need those things. And they, mm. I think they can be quite successful socially because, again, it connects to a group identity. Yeah. Um, so it's tempting to commodify that thing. And it's almost, you know, inevitable in some ways. Like, I have people who like my work that I, we have no, re- you know, no relation. Mm-hmm. Like, even since high school, be like, are you, were you on drugs? Where I, I hate that idea when you made that drawing. Oh, like, I hate that too. It's, I hate the idea that that's cheating, but not to go down that whole rabbit hole. I, I mostly hate the idea that it's necessary to be oh, yeah. creative. Um, yeah. Well, I because that's that a pathetic too. society that thinks like you need a drug to, yeah, to, to think about something weird. Yeah. I remember some teachers said that to me once in an anatomy class in, in college, just because she was talking about diseases. And she was like, you know, saying how there's so much antibiotic resistance and yada, yada, yada. And I, I just raised my hand. I was like, well, don't you think it's possible that there'd be, you know, another like mass, you know, pandemic with a high mortality rate or whatever? And she was like, are you stoned or something? And like everybody was laughing. It's like, what? Like, what, what was the, the implication? I don't know. That, that it sounds was too, impossible. Like, it was too big picture of a question, I guess. Like, oh. since we were just talking about, you know, should you have to remember for the test or whatever? I guess it's a form of a dissociation when you're when you can zoom out easily. Um, I do it all the time. I think that's why I'm why I'm like a miserable or why I have a miserable like outlook of being alive because of yeah, that. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, you know, like um, you almost shouldn't know or judge at certain scales. I don't even think you can judge individuals is pretty difficult as well. That's why I do like the Christian idea that like you just you just can't judge like you you just don't have the information. Um, like I was talking about the Book of Job yesterday, mm-hmm. and that is just such a weird story. But part of it is just like I could make your life a living hell, but you you don't have the right to judge mm. whether or not it is. Like I could take everything away from you as God. Yeah, but how dare you? you know, say that you can understand the complexity of the whole universe and what this one action means. Yeah. Meanwhile, he just made a bet with Satan. Yeah. So it's it's a very weird story, but... It is. I do sure. think that is a disease that, like, that super zooming out and judging it as if you have a handle on the total picture. Well, you can't. You yeah. can't. I mean, I, I kind of straddle the line with it because there's... Like, I can't really know what this existence is. But there's certain things you can know, like, you know, I guess, well, maybe you don't know why they happen or what the big, bigger, bigger, bigger picture is. But like, you know, the, I guess, like, just like the resource use of modern civilization or something like you can know that as a fact, like that's a big problem without, you know. I yeah, guess. or someone dying in a tragic way is tra- yeah. it's still tragic. Mm-hmm. It's just that you can't make an assessment per se of the the whole thing. Right. The only as a practical person, yes, which you are. I am as well. Yeah. In some ways. Like I did, I just stopped fucking around with that whole as much as I could. I have a natural tendency towards like philosophical thinking, um. but I just tried to avoid <laughs> the huge macro um, uh, 
what would you say? Well, it's not useful. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, and like, especially, I don't know if you're planning on having children or not, but it's it's like a detriment if you're trying to have a family and everything because you you can't think about that shit. You know, not no, that that's yeah. a, not that no. that's like the only reason, but I just mean no, no, that's you know? that's real. It's like too top down. You know, prefer yeah. bottom up. Like, uh, but it is always funny when like I meet artists. I think a typical person who's saying what you're saying or thinking that way is probably not productive at all. Mm. But then I know artists who think this way and like they might even be nihilistic supposedly, but they're yeah. ma- they're cranking out work like with deep motivation. No, there's no larger purpose to it. Or at least it will by be their claim or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I always find it weird. Um, it unless it's weird. a strict compulsion. Mm. But then you have to ask where that compulsion even comes from. Yeah. Um, and why it's effective. Is it based on, to me, it's like I found an escape, I think, probably in drawing at some point. I mean, not ever since I was a kid, but some somewhere down the line, like I found an escape in it and it became a way to channel my interests or obsessions. You know, I'm very obsessive about things when I get into them or I can be. Um, and I think like it just kind of was a, a way to channel, you know, like when I was really into Star Wars, like, you know, just expressing that obsession through copying it through drawing it through you know recreating and whatever like it's very much a star wars cantina (laughs) tattooing on drugs yeah well i always loved that uh i mean i don't want to talk about star wars because it became you know absolute antithesis of everything good in the universe but in that universe (laughs) uh no star wars is, is amazing um i think about it almost every day at least the parts I like about it. Mm-hmm. I try not to complain about it, even though it's obviously shit. I haven't watched at this anything point. since whatever the you gotta last... You got to give up. Just give up. <laughs> but uh, the morality of it is really interesting to me. And uh, I wonder if it just pairs well with being raised um, Christian, too. It might, yeah. But that was That's funny you mentioned that, because my parents wouldn't let me watch anything. But Star Wars was somehow acceptable, because my dad liked it. <laughs> Star Wars and like Ernest goes to jail. Ernest, oh, Ernest, those, is, those Ernest awesome is great, movies. dude. That dude's face is a nightmare. My dad like was cool with that stuff. So yeah, and like my friends who were also Christian, you know, they weren't allowed. I remember one of my mom's, you know, my friend's uh, mom who was friends with my mom was complaining about my dad letting me watching the Moss Eisley Cantina scene in Star Wars. She was like, why don't you fast forward it? And like, why? those things are demonic. You know, there and... is like some demon guys. Yeah, I know, I know. But they're bad. They're supposed to be bad creatures. It's yeah. Not, not like they're noble creatures. Yeah. Star Wars but I pretty... like the idea of drawing demonic noble creatures, at least in the context of like the scene. You know what I mean? I have some scenes where I like to draw the guys. Yeah, yeah. They look like really like gross or whatever, but you know, they're... They're not doing something bad or what what have you. You know, they're just enjoying like a drink or they're just like, you know, relaxing or something. I don't know. Being watched by They're in the uh, bathroom. They're yeah. They're domestic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the I don't know. Sometimes I sit back and I just think about why it Star Wars doesn't feel like a uh, work of art. It feels like some force of nature or something Hmm. (laughs) like it's well it's so weird that it took on this i don't know if it's just it's just really appealing world aesthetically Mm -hmm. but now what about star trek were you ever into no see me either i tried as a adult Mm -hmm. it's just politics it's politics (laughs) and bad monsters yeah i mean they're just humanoid well that's that's that was always my thing with star trek i would always be like but they're just like 
other you know it's just guys with like face masks it's not like these puppets and these different shaped things and i love a good puppet yeah puppets are i mean that's one of my dangers is always drawing just humanoid guys you know so i i have branched out a lot i think a lot of like more lovecraftian i was gonna say when i was talking about authors lovecraft is probably the easiest answer right answer yeah to the question of like who is your um, closest if an if you were an author and you wrote books for, mm. with this world who would it be i suppose lovecraft it might be but lovecraft obviously besides being a racist and like a weird you know kind of what type of racist was he uh he was a racist well he just preferred ugly looking like motherfuckers like himself you know <laughs> i don't know he didn't it. like like he wrote poorly of all like asian and you know weird black people and whatnot i didn't America. know that yeah and like that that's but it doesn't go into a lot like all his like best stuff doesn't have that element so much oh he writes about it yeah, well yeah like oh, he has story i mean he's just he does like refer to like races of people and stuff as like fishy looking and like you know this and whatnot in some of the later stuff but it's mm-hmm. not as like on the nose like you know these are ugly people or whatever yeah i have to see but what day. were you gonna say before you accused him of these, <laughs> these well sins? no just that um you know, he, he, may, maybe you could say Lovecraft, but I just think he, he obviously is from another time period. And like my work is heavily, maybe like William Gibson and Lovecraft. Okay. okay? I haven't read to enough. To cut to Gibson. the chase. Yeah. Just say it. <laughs> just say it. Yeah. There's a bustling quality to your, like there's civility yeah. or civilization. It's mm-hmm. just perverted. Yeah. Or, or, I don't even know. I'm thinking of the couple of drawings I have. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of rough. <laughs> well, I know you got the one with that alien thing coming out, like the alien with another thing coming out of his stomach, right? Yeah, but then I, don't I like that. The there's peace. One. There's peace in that one. Uh, guys pointing like robo dogs at a guy who's running away in the distance. Oh, okay. Like, to, to oh, yeah, catch yeah, him. yeah. From that hammer of power, that stuff Hunting. was like my. Hunting. I felt like that was like my low point of. Oh, okay. That's good. That's what I have. Uh, <laughs> no, but so you well, can you well, can that, acknowledge a low point. Why why do you think it's low? No, the actual drawing's not low. There's a a lot of drawings in there I like, but it was a low point because I was trying to make this conceptual work for like 2000. Uh, what was that? 2012. It was a show called Hammer of Power in Austin, Texas, at mm-hmm. uh, Farewell Books. It used to be called like yeah. Domi or something. Yeah. I don't know, but um. You know, I tried to make this kind of medieval-esque looking, but futuristic, you know, kind of maybe medieval Mars or medieval, you know, whatever mystery planet civilization thing where it was like, you know, kind of might is right, like not really a critique on it per se, just kind of showing the daily life of these, um, you know, faces coming out of the ground is something I, I like to draw a lot for whatever reason. And this was kind of like a planet or something of faces stuck on the ground and like these these Prince uh, Valiant haircut guys yeah. that would go around like tormenting them and th- having these naked slaves. And it just felt a little too, per- like a little too particular, I guess. Like I, I don't like having such a particular thing. Like this is this series of work and these are all these types of characters. And these are these types of clothes. And I, I like it to be mm. more vague, you know? Well... Yeah, because like it all runs day, together. It's like a daydreaming quality. To yeah, work. exactly. I want Again, it to the, all run together. Yeah, the notebook on the desk, not paying attention to the current thing being taught, is the most 
although not concise, the most concise way to say well, what I the aesthetic is. I appreciate that, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. because that, <laughs> that shows that you look, you look at it and see it in a way similar to how I see it. And obviously that's preferable to, you know, somebody looking at it and interpreting it in this horrible way. I mean, well, it's always it, yeah, the yeah. worst thing. I remember my friend and I had a band and like, you know, we thought we were like, Van Halen on like Van Halen and Man of War like blasted amps and Andrew WK whatever and some guy came up to us after we played and he was like it was great it reminds me I'm a robot and it was just like nice I was into that (laughs) (laughs) me too I had the CD but yeah yeah, the pink but that's not what I wanted to be god damn it what a weird energy that guy had (laughs) and I'm a robot I don't really remember I just remember the CD and like a couple of songs maybe the Black Jettas it was frenetic there was a frenetic quality but I like that if you went to school, they would never accept you, you know, like in an art school academia setting. Like You they mean w- they wouldn't accept my art if I was just trying to make my own... Like this notebook idea. Yeah. It's just unacceptable for whatever reason. I kind of get it because you can't, you know, because fine art is all about stuff that's impractical. So like, you know, you go to a gallery and like this wall-sized thing or these like conceptual uh mm. installations and like if, if you're just making little notebook paper you know anybody <laughs> yeah, yeah. can kind of have it or whatever and it doesn't really fit into the whole gallery you know it's the decadence thing. of impracticality the luxury yeah. of, of uselessness i mean i would love to make a big thing but i just think about all the practical <laughs> reasons why it's stupid it's like i don't have space yeah then once I make it, it's like stuck in my house unless I'm going to pay, you know, hundreds of dollars to ship it to some show and nobody's ever going to buy it. And I'm just going to be stuck with this like oversized thing. No, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. No, I think people underestimate how important the conditions surrounding an artist's life are. Mm. Like the reason you might make eight and a half by 11 drawings is just because you can fit it in a backpack. <laughs> it's not it's not a conceptual idea that you arrived at. Uh, it's not the perfect golden ratio size of a canvas or something. It just it's what works. Yeah. I prefer that to like all the bullshitting. Um there's many things many things like that for me. The problem is when it starts skewing towards digital for me. Oh god. That, we have to talk about this before the end of this thing because well the digital art it's like i (laughs) i I love the way some of it looks i hate the way most of it looks Mm -hmm. but it looks so fleshy and like flashy and it has such like a flushy yeah it has an interesting (laughs) um you know feeling to it that i could never reproduce and it always makes me feel like my work is so crude and like it's something on a napkin like in comparison to to all this stuff and so when i'm in a book with these other artists like Half of them are making all this digital stuff. I just feel like my thing looks, you know, my my contribution looks like total shit. But then some people like that. And and maybe like I like it outside the context of the book. But in comparison, it looks so scrappy, you know? I don't know if that works against you. Because again, that's it's in line with what you're doing. Although reproduction maybe isn't in general. Yeah. Like, I think your work is better in person as the thing oh i agree you know thank you and then when it's sometimes when it's cmyk'd yeah gets yeah. muddy we know that, it can, that, yeah. that one book it doesn't have that muddy. sharp it, yeah it, it lacks you know and the colors don't always translate like the way that they are in real life and 
That's what I hate in Instagram. Well, one reason I hate Instagram is everything has to conform to that ratio. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. you can't Square. zoom in. Like Flickr, at least you could click on it and look at the thing in detail, but you can't really no. look at anything. No. So I have so many drawings and I'll post it and I'll think it's great and maybe it gets, you know, a lot of likes or whatever, like 400, 500 these days. But even if these it's days. 300, even if it's 300, it's like people like it, but they're missing out because they can't see all the shit going on, like in the background, you know? Your work your work isn't designed for that that format. No. It's the worst visual format. Why don't format. you make an app? You know, I probably told this to you before, but you're the kind of guy that would be able to do this. Okay. Make an app that's good for just posting art. And naturally, it's not going to be, you know, a billion dollar thing right away. But, you know, artists. Like like Tumblr was close. Tumblr was close. But Tumblr is all about the reblog or whatever it is called, right? Where you you have the existing, you know, you have a Tumblr and it's made up of things that you take from other Tumblrs and they take left for another Tumblr. And, you know. Yeah. Now, you could do that with art, but, you know, that ownership of it or whatever i mean you can hashtag it or whatever on tumblr but you know the whole thing with art is like you have your own you know posting art online you have your own little part of the platform where you you upload your art and that's how people see it yeah and like you know you gotta they gotta go to your thing to look at it as opposed to seeing it yeah yeah i thought time on some other you know not really an app developer but (laughs) I'll, I'll, I agree no, that because yeah, it means it's a vacuum. Yeah, Instagram sucks. Like it's now, it's just vacuum. full of ads. It's full of like you know, obvious like people who are just using it as a way to be famous, and they don't have any idea what they're what they're good at or what they do. They just want to be famous and rich, and they're just taking pictures of themselves or taking yeah, pictures yeah. of their food or whatever. And it's it's a boring place now. I mean, not like it was ever. No exciting but it's just totally like you know i have to ask you yes because it seems like a a creation that would occur in your world and i'm disturbed by it and that's the ai art bullshit yeah i mean i don't um i read up on it a little bit and it's just like an inevitable part of yeah capitalism or something <laughs> i think it's just inevitable yeah uh, it's like trying to make everything easier to you know you just auto generate this thing you don't got to pay somebody you don't got to find somebody you don't got to you know describe to them what you want you know this sucks i mean i don't know well i guess you work for the municipality <laughs> so you can't that can't be replaced uh, eventually, I think you can. But, but also, it, you know, from a copyright, like you're talking about with the reblogging and all that mm-hmm. attribution, I was thinking about today how weird it is that how the hell do you make copyright law around someone putting in like a Matlock drawing mm. of the Kardashian twins and then it makes... That would be cool. I mean, I, now that you gave me a good idea. <laughs> Did you see those like meme image things where you can make a... Or not meme, sorry. Um, the hell? It's like you can make an image... Mm-hmm. Uh, using an AI, and you just have to write in a prompt or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's a generator. Yeah, yeah Dolly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wrote I'm, that's stuff what I'm in there, like Kip Winger, Gundam. Oh, you know, uh, Gundam. Yeah, it was like a cool combination. What's uh, your favorite Gundam? I don't even have series. one. I was just thinking no, a series. Of my favorite anime. That's more like I've never even watched Gundam. I was oh, just no? typing like random shit in there, like seeing what what it was spit out. But um. I don't like the AI art, but yeah, I just feel like it's inevitable. And somebody could just write Matlock drawing of the Kardashian twins 
And uh, it would probably be cool looking. I don't know. I mean, the problem comes when they're getting all this money and all this shit and I'm not getting anything, I guess, right? Yeah, we should just make a zine of... AI-generated Matlock art? That would be cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, no, just make a comics anthology with no one's permission. And just... (laughs) With just AI-generated images. CF... uh, Yeah, yeah. Patreon comic anime. uh, Whatever, I don't know. My thing is... I hope people just with deep fakes and and all this like mm-hmm. I hope people just stop using and this is not going to happen. They just stop believing or using the internet in the next 5 years. <laughs> That's not going to happen. No, but you could see like I don't know if you've ever seen uh Existence, the Cronenberg film. First of all, Cronenberg. I don't think I have. But, oh yeah, he's like an influence. Even though I can't name a movie of his that I think is like perfect, but He doesn't make perfect films. Yeah. He makes good and interesting films. Yeah. He's got to be top. It's body horror. Yeah. You know? Like Suffering Vehicles. Mm. Everyone everyone knows that one. Everybody knows that. That's the greatest <laughs> hits. Yeah, that's, that's, that? a, that's a close peak. Neves? I don't know how to say. You feel that's a peak? Um, or close to one? No, it's... To me, that's like... There's a lot of awkwardness in that. Because there's the straddling the line. Like, are we drawing a car as a tormented person thing? Like... Or are we drawing it as like a battle vehicle, kind of old school, you know, tabletop game where there's a guy inside driving it? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, it was just yeah. like ripped in between all these different things and then trying to make it very ragged and, and kind of chewed up looking inside. But like every car looks like that. It just gets boring. It's like, wouldn't some of them be like sleek and cool look, you know, not all like scratched up and I don't know. It just It's, it's just a good phrase. Yeah. I like it, but I just feel like I was a little not. I just wanted it to be a lot of things, and I guess I couldn't bring it all together, like, in a way. I mean, the titles are what I think for me make it really cool because it makes it like a car combat sort of video game, like mm-hmm. Twisted Metal or something, oh, yeah. in a way, you know? And like the Great gross game. landscapes or whatever, like, I like the landscape ones more than the ones mm-hmm. in the car. Um, I didn't go to prom. Instead, I played Twisted Metal. <laughs> My friend and I used to love playing Twisted Metal, but... That's I went to the prom after one. party, though. I yeah. didn't go to the prom, didn't go to graduation, didn't go to college graduation. Unfortunately, I'm one of those people that just, like, whenever there's, like, a group thing, I always feel like an outsider, you know? And I always get, like, in this probably defensive position of, like, fuck this thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite... Twisted Metal Vehicle. Oh, I don't know. Oh, shit, I don't even remember. Dude. It depends which one you played. Like, I was playing the Axle one. Oh, I the man who's that. condemned to have wheels for arms. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember him. He was a pain in the ass. Like, my friend and I would, like, pick different cars. I think I would pick, like, wasn't there a cowboyish sort of one or something? Axle. Not, no, not no. Right. I could be mixing it Axel up. Axel just um, like drills, I think. He's like a pointy yellow. Car. I hated the clown one too. Well, horrifying. Yeah. I, well, I hated because my friend and I would always pick two different ones. Then we'd kill all the other guys and then we'd fight to the death, just the two of us at the end. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we did like for hours and hours and hours and hours. There had to be a sassy car that I'm yeah. forgetting. But I mix it, I'm mixing it up with Rogue Trip, and there's some other car combat games that I don't really remember that clearly. No, this was like Rob Zombie-ish, Power Man 5000. That's the know. time period, yeah. 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 I was into all that for you sure. You think you'll be like 80 and making the same drawings? Is that possible? 
I mean, if I live that long, so um, it's a matter of depending living. on what I have to work with at the time. I have like you're a dietitian. Absolutely no, <laughs> I'm definitely not a dietitian. <laughs> I have absolutely no um, like hope for the future being better than it is right now at this moment. That's and beautiful, it's not even beautiful that, and it's not even that good at this moment. <laughs> like it where, just where feels so ingenuine. Where do you and, think you'll die? Uh, I mean, obviously, I'd like to die at home, but probably in some like shitty government like you know just mass like housing that's falling apart for like old people that don't have anywhere to go if like that some, if like, that's Kafka-esque like <laughs> maybe yeah some some disgustingly hot and humid gross place where i'm just drenched in sweat and no but you know i like, want to live anymore but i keep living waking up each day you know at least it will probably be dead and i'll just want to kill myself okay <laughs> That's, no, the, that's the best case scenario. The idea of an 80-year-old drawing those drawings is just... It's funny to think about the kind of deviance of our generation's old people compared to like... How we're going to probably live or even people a long time ago, yeah. Most I just people. think that there was a more of a pattern, a natural pattern to life mm-hmm. that people actually accepted like... Oh, I have kids and then like, I'm not trying to get fucked, you know? I'm yeah. not like dressing, I'm not 60 and dressing like I'm trying to get fucked. Like I'm now in this stage. Right. And, and then I'm an old person. You're admitting you're an old person and just and you going just, with it. You like read a book and knit and then you die. But see, but, there's my there's my grandmother who she's 99 years old at the moment. And she doesn't dress young or try to look sexy or do young people things. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, she reads books and knits, but she still is like trying to basically live as long as possible because she's like in love with herself you know that's awesome yeah i guess so i mean i hope i have those genes but then like it depends you want to live forever when you're when life sucks i don't know i mean she's enjoying her life but she's an extrovert she's like a you know she loves being the center of attention it's like the opposite of me right she doesn't go ever think outside the box she won't talk about anything like mildly distressing she'll just be like let's change the subject you're just gonna disintegrate one skin flake at a time like your skin just won't regenerate (laughs) (laughs) probably i mean your body will just stop i don't know i mean where do you see yourself when you're 80 years old if you're still here in this life I don't know. I don't have a great clarity there. I don't think I'll die in New Jersey. <laughs> that's I don't know. I don't think I'll die in New Jersey. Ah, that's a good. I see. I don't even think about it like that. But yeah, I I probably don't want to die in New and Jersey. And more and more, I think I want to take up space. Like I used to be like all that cremation kick, you know. But yeah. but now I'm like, oh, I like these like weird. Ha- I was at a cemetery yesterday. Mm-hmm. You were there, right? No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, for the script. <laughs> Just like what these little these little houses, you know, these little lots. My girlfriend loves going to cemeteries and like taking photos. Mm-hmm. And um, the one near her house is kind of cool. But which one? Have you been to? Um, well, the one I really want to talk about is the one in in Jersey City. It's like this weird. There's goats there in the summertime, and it's like kind mm, of no. I'll have to. We'll have to look it up later. Okay. It's really cool, though. I mean, it's not that great to walk around in when it's summer and. You know, and like the, or even early spring or whatever, and the grass is all overgrown. There's snakes and there's like, you know, a lot of like mosquitoes and stuff. But it, it's really cool because it's like cracked pavement, it's cracked ground areas. Mm-hmm. And there's like older looking. There's a lot of graves there from, I mean, there's a few like ones from the 60s, I think, but a lot of them are like really old where you can't even read the, uh, you know, the name. Yeah. 
Was there a phase where your parents recognized that your drawings were just um, like unacceptable? They like, never really told me. I mean, my parents were both kind of pushovers and like they wouldn't ever tell me my drawings were unacceptable. I think the only thing that ever would happen would my mom would just point out like the breasts or whatever, like don't draw, like you're not supposed to draw these. Like, you know, even if I'm just at copying age? a at damn- what age? Did they just uh, give maybe up? Maybe like eight or nine. I don't know. They just gave up at a certain point. I, I mean, I gave up drawing women for a long time, not because of that, but because they always looked like really ugly and- I would have to copy them off of the internet or something, you know, the face or whatever. They're much harder to draw. They are than men because there's like an ideal for it that you're projecting. I think in my in my case, like trying to draw an attractive woman, and you know, I mean, nowadays I don't really have to think about it. I can probably draw one pretty pretty easily, but um, you get to use less lines. But my mom would put a white piece of paper over their breasts or over their butts or whatever. And she would tape it in the comic book or in the video game guidebook or whatever it That's was. That's cool. It was pretty annoying. Actually. You should. It was. I it like. Ru- I didn't ever remove it because I knew it would rip. But like, it ruined the whole like uniformity of the image. Like the only reason I ever got into comics was the drawings. You know, the art of it really. And it well, like wrecked y- the whole fucking thing. But, you know, your art has that kind of collage composition quality at times, where yeah. there's like a little circle here or rectangle. So mm-hmm. I think your mom did that. That's your mom. It's all your that's mom. That's true, dude. Yeah, I'll have to tell my mom. I mean, I, I love my mom. I don't have any problem with her. She always apologizes for that time period. And I always tell her it's fine. Like, I'm sure I had a better childhood. Than and you caught up. Most people. Yeah. You caught up with all the boobs. Yeah. Uh, after. Exactly. And maybe that's why, like, you know, I'll work that into my art. You know, the, the triangles or rectangles or whatever. It's a cool observation. So despite your complete disenchantment with life yeah what are you excited about to be working on next Hmm. or Um, or even influences honestly are there any artists that you're like actually damn it's like hard to say i mean i look at art on instagram i still i still like you know leomi sadler there but i look at less than i used to probably because the algorithms and all that bullshit but you know, I Yo, usually just I usually just scroll through the thing for like a couple minutes, and then I go to my own thing and post something or answer a message. So I yeah, I'm like saying beyond that, beyond Instagram. Yeah, uh, most of the art I like to look at is just older. Like I like looking at sci-fi, um, especially lately, like old sci-fi book covers. You know, like 70s yeah. mostly. Yeah, you can feel especially that. the more bizarre ones and. Um, you know, I, I like looking at like Thai like amulets a lot, uh, like these weird occultic amulets that they have. You know, the the darker magic, not so much just the Buddhas or whatever. Um, medieval art, I always you know usually enjoy looking at that, but haven't been as big into that. Are you a magic practitioner? No, I mean I've dabbled, but I don't have the discipline for it. Sadly. It's a discipline thing. Yeah, it's a discipline. You got to really believe in what you're doing and you got to and you got to like carry it out without like debating and without like philosophically like thinking about it and shit, you know? Like what if this backfires while you're throwing this <laughs> Or like why am I, you know, like I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't I'm afraid of magic. Uh, I don't do it. Uh, but I've I'm done just it. curious. Uh, I I really like the sigil magic because it incorporates drawing. It's sure, like drawing sure. You know, a symbol out of something, you know, that was written down in English in this case. 
Um, but honestly, like, it's hard for me to really like believe in it a hundred percent. So it seems like not worth the time because no, that's the go. only time is worth doing when you, you gotta go all in hundred percent. You know. So you just made a comic. Yes, it's called "I Don't Belong Here." Oh wow! It's for um, or it's from Neoglyphic Media, and uh, they went from a press to media. Is that right? Or is it, no, no, it was it Mega good. Press. Oh, I'm confused. Yeah, as neoglyphic media, but it's it's honestly like I just kind of made it without um, too much planning. And when when does it came out already? Yeah, it was. I think it was twenty. I want to say twenty twenty one. Oh, so I'm way behind. So what are you working on now? Uh, well, I'm not working on comics. I was working on these large drawings. Actually, they're like nineteen by. Uh, shit, I'm trying to think of the size. Maybe a. Like it, it's one of those European, like a six, I don't yeah, know, yeah, one I of those say. types. It's a larger rectangular piece of paper. So I have been working on those for something I was doing with neoglyphic media. We were going to make a large print or at some point we'll make that size print uh zine. And it's going to basically what I intended it to be is like a, um, a hobo um, on these different, in these different universes or whatever, like what I saw as a hobo in this like multiverse or whatever. So it's mm. these different scenes in different places, you know, cause you know, basically it's kind of fashionable. Cause that was Colin, Colin's idea was like a fashion type of zine at that size. So I have like spent a lot of time with the clothes and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, basically just trying to, work on that but it kind of got on the side burner at the moment so but i would love to do like a large thing that's not a damn newspaper like a large like book you know where you can look at all the details and see everything that's occurring in the drawing um clearly and it doesn't look muddy and it's not a fucking newspaper mm -hmm. <laughs> sorry but it's just you know the newspaper doesn't preserve well because of the wrinkles and the everything. details etc you have sharp line work. Mm. Yeah. Thank and print, you. print. Thank you. Well, yeah. You sharpen <laughs> pencils? Like How a, do you sharpen the pencil? No, I, I honestly don't sharpen them that much. I mean, I'll sharpen them at, once they get too dull to keep using. All right. So uh, I like to end it on a joke. Okay. I had a good time, by the way. I think that. What should you tell me a joke? Oh, I'm supposed to tell a joke? Yeah, yeah, Fuck. yeah. I don't know. I'm really bad at telling jokes. Um, Can you remember f something funny? Hmm. Shit. The only joke I honestly remember, it's not very good. It's like Go ahead. there's this guy, he's in he's in Russia and he, and he's like doesn't want to be, you know, recruited to go to the Ukraine. He's like running away and there's this nun and he's like, Sister, can I hide under your skirt? Because, you know, I don't want to have to go to the Ukraine and fight. I'm gonna die. And so she says, All right. So he goes under there. And these two Russian soldiers are coming down. Uh, obviously they didn't see that and they say sister you know where is uh you know this soldier have you seen a guy passing by we're looking for him he's trying to avert you know the military effort or whatever and she says no so then they go away and then the guy comes out and he says uh you have nice really nice looking legs and thank you for you know hiding me wow. and she's i really don't want to go to the front lines and die in ukraine and she says uh no problem. You didn't see my balls. 
I don't want to go to Ukraine either and die in the front lines. <laughs> That's topical. Mm-hmm. That's a good joke. No problem. Very topical. Obviously, I, I like harder from somebody. No, I know. Can't make, I can't, you can't make this stuff up. Obviously, make up jokes. I'm terrible at making jokes. I, I absolutely don't like comedy for the most part. Oh, weird. I know it is. I mean, I like laughing at the absurdity of things, so I kind of have an absurd sense of humor, but... I don't enjoy comedy movies or comics or anything for the most part. I kind of avoid them. I, <laughs> I don't know why, but. That's sad. Yeah, it's like a seriousness that doesn't need to be <laughs> on that note. All right, where can they find you? Uh, well, my Instagram, yeah, unfortunately, is the only place I post art at the moment. My, web, my website, I kind of let it go because nobody was really. You yeah, know, they're kind of worthless things. It's like an ancient format. Yeah. Uh, what is the Instagram MDL handle? underscore interface MDL interface yeah mm-hmm. and that's where like I predominantly post you know updates and my art as well as uh, things that I do you know commissions and whatnot okay well now it's time to go to Soldado Books and Records you can meet us there after that William Center open mic everyone's welcome Matlock's going to be performing. <laughs> what would you perform if you had to do open mic? I would just play like a keyboard, I guess. That We should have set that up. Yeah, it's okay. I've been getting better, but I still suck. Hey, it's a cat. What a good one. Music by Dory Vavarsky and Ming Chen. Next up, we have the Lions Brothers.